0: Hello to everybody out there in podcast radio land. I hope everybody's doing well. I mean, it's been a crazy week. It's always a crazy week around here. But welcome to the Rub Wrestling Podcast with Matt, Josh, and Chris. Um, we just want to give you a big shout out. If you like our previous podcast from what we've had, you can always reach out to us. Um, basically, we you can hit us up for questions or anything that you want to ask us in regards to rumors at... The Rub Wrestling uh, uh, at Outlook.com. I believe, Chris, you can correct me if I'm wrong there. I'm pretty sure after 12 tries, I should be able to get this right, right? <laughs> <laughs> and other than that, you can also find us on any place that you can actually find a podcast Spotify, YouTube. You can find us on Google Play, um, any one of those places. If you love what you hear and you like us, and uh, even if you don't, just hit that follow button and subscribe it helps us out because we can always check the numbers on Captivate when we go through that. So, gentlemen. Massive. August is always massive. It has that one kind of week in kind of the beginning or closer to July where there's not a lot of sports, but August is booming. We got basically Premier League soccer that started. We got NFL that's in its preseason. But more importantly, we got a couple of major pay-per-views coming up starting next week, August 27th with Wembley, which what we're going to be spending the most of our uh, time tonight talking about um, as it is going to go down as probably the biggest wrestling show of all time. Um, for aw All in at Wembley um Chris how's everything going with you on your end are you excited for everything that's gonna be happening with Wembley and everything that's gonna be happening in the month of August?
1: Yeah uh, good August so far um, baseball championships we're now we lost our last game so we played game five for the championship on Monday um, bit of a headache today so. A uh, bit of a busy week, so I've I've been lacking on the podcast, so that's why we haven't gotten a receipt uh, a re- release yet. Um, really excited for Wembley. I think I'm going to go to uh, shout out Chris McPherson. I think we're going to meet up and watch it. Um, start time of 1 p.m. doesn't really bother me on a Sunday, so that's that's pretty good. Um, just just really looking forward to see to see what this is like. It's uh, um, I don't know. It's Tony's big shot.
0: I'm more excited to possibly at the possibility of being 40 years old and getting day drunk on a Sunday. So that's uh, that's something exciting that I'm feeling uh, coming along for that with a 1 p.m. start time. Josh, um, how's everything going on your end? How's your August been so far? Are you excited for this pay-per-view, getting pumped up for it, or I'm, I'm assuming you are?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. Actually, my week has been pretty shitty. Um, as you guys both know, going to be going on strike on Monday. Don't want to get too much into it, but, uh, yeah, it sucks. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to this uh, event. Uh, hopefully it goes as already scheduled, um, but, you know, uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. And like Chris said, it's, it's Tony's big shot. And I think this is, like, the potential to show that AEW is, uh, you know... Head to head with WWE and is its competitor, not its secondary promotion. Yeah,
0: it's, it's just such a massive weekend. I think when you look at it overall, and you're looking at kind of the uh, the annals of of everything going through from professional wrestling history. This this is. Pretty much a historic event, and uh, uh, I think we've decided as a group today that we're going to actually take the uh, the time and really uh, do it justice and go through uh, basically with an all AEW show. For those that are into WWE, won't be. There might be a couple little snippets here and there that we are talking about it, but there are no topics to the show that will be dedicated to WWE this week. We're not saying skip the podcast. We're saying you should listen because it's worthwhile. It will be an historic event. Everybody should watch it. It is an amazing amazing few weeks for wrestling in the next three to four weeks. So um, this is uh, potentially, you know, basically, uh, I guess, historical timeline altering at this point is something that I I like to say. So with that, we're going to kick it off Um, and and we're just going to keep on track. We we know right now at this point that based on the amount of tickets that are sold and based on the tickets that were really on the kickoff, all in is is more than likely probably if, if, if it's not already, it will be. The biggest live event of all time um, at Wembley Stadium, and Wembley Stadium, a historic stadium, maybe for not a lot of North Americans, but if you're soccer fans, a lot of FA Cup finals, big boxing matches um, have uh, have happened at Wembley in the past. Um, there's a lot of history for sporting events uh, in that in that stadium for that country, so it's going to be absolutely amazing. Now, my my first question for you, Josh, is going to be. Do you think the card of the show is going to represent the size of the occasion? I mean, now the card that's pretty much been almost finalized at this point. Do you feel that it matches the size of the occasion for 80,000 plus at Wembley Stadium? Um,
2: I mean, yes and no. I think that it has all the pieces that you want to be in it. I think that some of the matches aren't what will, you know, aren't as good as they can be. You know, the people who are in those matches are, you know, the people that would give you exactly what you want. But I think that, you know, kind of some of the matches that they have going aren't really going to be as great as they could have been um, or could be. But I'm hoping to be su- uh, surprised, you know. I-, I think that it's going to be massive. I just think it's kind of weird, you know, the, some of the matches that they have, like how they have MJF and Adam Cole twice. It's, you know, I get it. The storyline is, you know, it's part of the storyline And I'm sure that there's going to be some type of swerve, but regardless of that, with the size of the roster and, you know, AEW being notorious for having, you know, six hour pay-per-views, you know, to, to not use more of your people in the opener and to give it to, you know, MJF and Adam Cole. So it's interesting. Um, I'm hoping that it it lives up to it because I really think that this is going to make AEW that much better, Um, you know, but uh, if they, if they mess this up, then, you know, it could be part of their demise.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting to see how it goes. I mean, the the card is a little bit different, and we are going to talk about a few of the matches on the cards. We'll talk about um, probably all the matches, but we're going to talk about the main ones that are on there. Now, fact or fiction for you, Chris, when you're looking at this, there's there's obviously a weird scenario for those that don't know out there that there's also uh, another AEW pay-per-view that's happening the following week, which I believe is all out, correct? I believe I think it's September 4th or September 5th. If I'm not mistaken on the date, I could have that a little bit off, but um does having these two pay-per-views back to back, do you think that there's going to be some weird outcomes from the matches due to the impact of having all out for the following week? Do you think that storylines are going to kind of blend in those two pay-per-views, Chris? What do you think?
1: Yeah, like it's uh there's there're going to be there's going to be quite a bit of storyline stuff I think going on or something to set up dynamite to set up all Out. Um, what I'm hoping doesn't happen is that we just see basically all the same matches at All Out. Because um, it is kind of strange. Like, unless you're... It doesn't seem like a lot of these have been given time to end a feud or to end the story. So it is kind of strange to see having a pay-per-view, um, having a dynamite. Well, they have a dynamite, a rampage, and a collision. So, I mean, they could... They, it, I don't know. It's It's a hard... I, I just don't know how it's going to work out with that, because uh, with another pay-per-view, it's how are you going to set up another huge show with huge, you can't start new storylines within within a week, so um, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes, I think we're going to see some things that really surprise us, and I think we're going to see a few things that really get us uh, groaning.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to say. I think I can't remember in a time that we've watched wrestling over a long period of time where there's been two pay-per-views back-to-back. I I remember that WCW used to do sometimes the Monday Nitro at Club La Vila, which was always a big show that they used to do. And I remember that there was one night with the Club La Vila show where they went and do a pay-per-view a week later. Um, But it was still a Monday Nitro going into a pay-per-view, right? So the pay-per-view always Mm. takes precedence. Now, when you're kind of running two pay-per-views back-to-back and one of them is going to be the biggest show of all time, it's hard to believe that maybe one of these shows aren't going to be a disappointment. Obviously, we're really hoping that it's not Wembley because that's the one that you want to have the most memory coming out of, right? Um Josh, do you think it's going to be a little bit weird having the two pay-per-views back to back? And uh, are you hoping for that one hundred dollar US price that uh, they've been talking about to get both pay-per-views? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I think it is. I mean, it's 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 a lot. It's really quick, but I think that you know, AEW AW might have the roster, and maybe that's why some of those big names aren't seen on All In is because then you can save them for All Out. I don't see. I don't believe I see CM Punk with a match. For all in, so maybe you know that's where he goes is to all out. I'm not sure. I haven't really seen any of the matches listed for all out if they're even out there. So I think that it could be, it, it could, it could be like overwhelming to the fans, and then maybe you know it could be detrimental. But if if they pull both shows off and they and they keep the storylines you know in line or they make the stories work, then you know it could be a, re- a real success. I think that there's also you know a, the potential for people to come back. For all out that we haven't seen in a while, and maybe that'll be something that uh, you know enhances that show.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Like I'm 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 getting really excited for it, and uh, the matches of the card and everything that we're going to kind of go through right now are kind of going to take us to that spot. So um, we'll we'll do a little bit of a rundown of the card that we have up to date. But you're right, there there there's Starks that's not on it yet. There's CM Punk that's not on it. There's Miro. There's other people that you could assume that will be on certain pay per views. Um, I think obviously some of the people that are all on in all in are going to be on all out, but we haven't seen. Um Actually, I was just going to say we haven't seen the Lucha Bros, but they're right there. So, But um, there are two uh, mystery partners that are going to be coming in for that stadium stampede match as well. Now, kind of getting into the card, um, we're going to talk about a really interesting piece of news that kind of came through. So we're going to talk about the World uh, World Tag Team Championships, and we're going to talk about um, the Young Bucks versus FTR. Um, And there was some uh, really interesting news um, surrounding Cash Wheeler of FTR where... Basically, he was arrested for possession of a firearm last night. And I don't know where it is. I, want to th- I believe it was in Orlando um, where he f- I'm not going to assume, but I'm going to kind of give you a quick synopsis where a gun was flashed and basically he was arrested and put under a, a, a felony count at this point. Now, when we look at this, Chris, obviously like this, this is going to take an impact from happening. But when, when we're looking at this match, how do you think AEW is going to handle this situation? And do you think that this match is actually going to go through, or do you think they'll make an announcement, kind of squashing this match and potentially putting in a fill-in team?
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a felony, so it may be a low low class felony, but um, I mean states aren't usually of of the type that let you uh, leave the country when you're if you're pending a trial. Um if unless unless he can get some kind of exemption because it is his livelihood um that's the only thing that i could think of is if for for some reason because this is how he makes a living they allow him to go um i mean i from from what i know he doesn't have much of a criminal background or a record so that might help in that case where he's not a flight risk he's not expected to just go to uk and then not come back uh so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I don't think they've announced anything yet, so I guess they're still discussing. But as a fill-in team, yeah, I guess they. I mean, I mean, they could save it for All Out. I guess they could move move the match to All Out. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, UK fans are going to want to see the Bucks, so you're going to have to get them in there somehow. So um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure TK will find somewhere to slot them in if if the match can't go down or maybe. No, Briscoe's hurt, right? Uh, sorry, I was go gonna ahead. think Briscoe. Because you could do yeah, uh, you could, Dash and Briscoe. Uh, yeah, I
0: think he, I think he is actually injured. He's been he hasn't wrestled in a while. So I, yeah,
1: I think he's injured. So that I mean that could have been something something they could have announced if if he was okay. Like it would kind of make sense with you know the Briscoes wrestling the wrestling. FTR and I think that would be a pretty that'd be an okay fill in if if it was possible. Otherwise, I don't know. Maybe do you I think it's hard to I think it's hard to fill I think it's hard
0: to fill in because FTR is the champions, right? And I think the the luxury of this match is having that match in Wembley for the titles. So Right. I I don't think we can deny the people at Wembley like uh, by not having the Young Bucks. I fully believe that if F T R or Cash Wheeler can't go on The the young bucks will fight on that card at some point. Like there's no way that you can keep that tag team off that card at that point. Um, So Josh, when you're looking at it, and kind of like what we were saying, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Do you think like if there was a team to fight the Bucks based on what you've seen on you know the matches or the card that's coming up? um, I'm not going to speculate to say that it is, but do you think that there is a team that can fill in to kind of that will have a great match with the Bucks at that point if FTR can't go to to London if Wheeler can't cross the border?
2: Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I mean, I think that there's a few people who, like, a few teams that they might book because they're, you know, over or because, you know, the fans love them. You know, I wouldn't want to see the Hardys fill in that spot, but I could see Tony putting them in a match with them again, you know, just because of the, uh, just because they're a bigger draw, maybe. Um, but it's it's a tough one. I agree with Chris. There might, you know, it might have to be, like, a UK team. Or, you know, just like, you know, like you said, move it to all out so that the match continues and then, you know, you don't you don't sully it, maybe give the young bucks, uh, you know, a different type of match where they get involved or something like that. But I'm not sure. I don't really see it because like the teams that they could face are all in are already kind of in matches already. You know, like you're seeing like, you know, um, the uh, like people from the Blackpool Combat Club are already in a match. And then the Lucha Brothers are in a match like that would be a Lucha Brothers would be an, an obvious like an opportunity again to have with uh, the Young Bucks. But, you know, if they're already in a match, you know, that's not as good. Maybe you bring in someone like a Vikingo and pair him with someone else and like you have like, you know, like let's let's do a five star banger for the fans. Maybe that's an option. I, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that FTR can still go. I think that there's a chance. That uh, you know, Cash can figure his stuff out. Uh, you know, it was a twenty five hundred dollar bond. Maybe, maybe it is the situation, like you said, because it's his livelihood that he would get that visa. But you know, who knows? I, I, I don't think he's at a flight risk for a class three felony. No, I
0: would have to agree. And I think at the end of the day, I think we're all hoping that it's FTR in the Bucks for the titles. I think it's that's just going to be a match for the ages. I, like personally, I, I have a feeling that. Um, this news will potentially impact the match. I think they're going to leave it out there regardless what they do. And I mean, you know what? They've had five-star matches in the past. I'm not saying that they can't, but I said this kind of puts a little bit of a kind of a caveat in the match a little bit. Um, so I hope it all comes to fruition, but you know what? We can bank on a couple different things. I was thinking fill-in team with, when looking at this card, you know, potentially you have, if, if FTR can't go, maybe you put the Young Bucks and somebody else, and actually go against the House of Black for the Trios Championships, because I think that would be a banger of a match to have, especially with um, a little bit of the European roots that you have with Malachi Black being from the Netherlands and and having that as well. I think so that has a really Euro feel, and Malachi has definitely wrestled a lot in England, and I think he's going to get a massive pop, and you imagine Brody King on that stage in front of 80,000 people and them doing that finisher? Like, you're not going to have anybody that's not standing, so that would be my other one. Now, but let's be... As real as we can be here right now, if Tony really wanted to make the money, like we saw on Dynamite with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match with with Jeff Jarrett, and seeing Leatherface come out, like, if this Cash Wheeler thing gets any worse, we can literally have a match with Cash Wheeler and Dog the Bounty Hunter. And calling in the (laughs) big bad dog. And I'm not kidding. The big bad dog. I don't know what kind of name you wanted. It's like basically I am the dog, yeah. the
1: big bad dog.
0: But basically, what should happen is Cash Wheeler has to basically get away from Dog and and actually be able to find a way to pay his bond money before Dog catches him and sends him to jail. Like, I'm not we, kidding. Are, like, to- if Tony wanted to make any sort of money, that's what you'd do. If anybody had any sort of humor whatsoever, fuck it. Let's just do it. I think that's the match to make here, boys. I'm uh, I'm not going to slice Josh's salami, but I'm going to pound the pavement and say, let's lock it in.
1: Oh, yeah, right. We're going right back to WCW, eh? <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus. It's, uh, it's it's just like those uh, when they started with the new blood and all that shit with the blood coming from the ceiling, these gimmicky crap-ass matches, but lock it which, in. I think missed I th- twice. Yeah, I think that's the one that if we need to make money in a one-off, I think we bring Dog in for that, but just kidding, but it's uh, still funny. I thought I'd get a good laugh out of you guys. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I think we really do want to see that match in, in full in its entirety, and I think that's going to be an absolute banger if it happens. Um, the next match that we're going to talk about is not one that I think a lot of people are super excited for. I think... Um, some people are. Some people aren't. Some people aren't. Uh, which is uh, basically after what happened with the Don Callis family and basically, you know, Takeshita beating up Chris Jericho and then them slamming a painting through, we realized that Chris Jericho is going to be facing Will Ospreay um, in Wembley, in Ospreay's hometown, basically. Like, he's about 45 minutes away from London, he said, during his press conference the last time. So that should be a really interesting match. A lot of people are kind of saying, eh, you know, is it going to live up to Osprey and Omega? Is Chris Jericho a little bit too over the hill? Is he a little bit too slow for Osprey with, with what Osprey can do? The question uh, that we're looking for is, Chris, does this feel like it's a wrong pairing for uh, a card of this magnitude? I mean, I know that you'd probably want to go back to Omega at this point and maybe see what we saw at Forbidden Door 2, but is it just a wrong pairing? Like, Or are we overthinking this and is Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho really deliver a good match here?
1: Yeah, I'm sure Jericho's going to work to, to the best that he can. Uh, yeah, I think it's a wrong pairing. I think, I think this, they, they really dropped the ball. Um, especially having Osprey on the card. I, I think Jericho is a little too slow. I mean, it, that being said, is the match going to be terrible? Probably not. It's probably still going to be an okay match, but with what they could have done with this, uh, I don't know. It's just if you watch Jericho take bumps now, it just it's like it's like Ric Flair. They just fall like a sack of potatoes. Like they don't like the the selling's kind of still there, but it's like they just fall. They just fall like a bag of rocks. Like they just hit the ground and it looks bad. So I don't know. Is like I said, it's it's just gonna have to be a slower match than than Osprey's kind of used to working. Uh, we'll see what he can do when he has to. Maybe. Carry somebody that's not at the same athletic level as him, Um, because you know Jericho's gonna need a couple. You're gonna need a couple submission holds for Jericho to take a breather here and then. And it might start out. I think it'll start out, and Jericho might go as fast as he can. But I think, um, um, I think it's a it's a a good choice because you know you know Osprey's gonna get the win. Jericho's been putting people over lately, a bunch. So I mean, it's it's a cheap pop. That's for sure because he's going to get the win.
0: Yeah, I think at one point when you're looking at that, and it kind of brings us to our next question, I think, like, in reality, I think we're all thinking the same thing, which is four words, Tiger Driver 91. Um, when we're looking at a lot of stuff, and I can't see Chris Jericho taking that move, but um, again, I'm, I'm fucking firing out all the jokes tonight, boys. Let's be for real here. Um, <laughs> but the big one here is that, you know, you have Osprey coming in from New Japan, right? One of the best in the world by far no shame in taking a loss. But I think that the way that this Chris Jericho storyline has gone with, um, with the Jericho appreciation society. And now, uh, I, I, personally thought that he was going to side with Callus, He was going to be in Callus' stable. And now that's not happening. I think Josh, the question is with Jericho's kind of got this tweener heat right now, or it's kind of like it's leaning towards him going face, but he's kind of still a heel. He's still a massive heel, but he's kind of got this tweener heat. Um, But is he going to lose a lot of momentum by taking the L here? Like, I think if he loses this match, and I think that we're all, like, not stupid. We're probably all going to say that Osprey is going to win this match. But I think there is a percentage chance of Jericho, a very small percentage of Jericho winning it. Does the momentum of that heat and that uh, his personality, everything that's happened over the last few weeks, does that momentum stop for him with this L at, at Wembley?
2: No, I don't think so. I think, in fact, that it probably could be the catalyst to his next, uh, you know, his next big thing. You know, like when he was talking to Don Callis, I actually was surprised uh, that he actually said he was going to join the Callis family because the way that he was cutting his promo, he said, you know, I don't join families, I create them or something like that. And so I thought that was going to be his next line was like, and then it's a big no. And then, you know, when the when the swerve was the Don Callis was like, well, I was I thought you were going to say no anyway. So I, you know. I made this this painting of you, and you know all this other stuff, and so I think that you know the loss, a winner or a loss. I think that that this could be the turning point to making Jericho the new, you know, what's next after the Wizard or the Ocho, you know, like, is it the Nueve, you know, or whatever you want to, whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, it could be the next thing or it could be like his swan song, right? Like where it's like he's now, you know, the guy who's going to make those other new up-and-coming guys the stars and he's going to give his gift to AEW and make, make the promotion, you know, kind of have that promotion on his back.
0: Yeah, it just got this weird feeling where I don't feel like he's retiring. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, it seems like he's always wants to be in the forefront. He's internationally a superstar, and that's the way he kind of wanted to promote this match um, against Osprey in Wembley. And um, you know, I, I think it'd be interesting if he gets the W. I think it really would. Like, I think it would be interesting to see as long as the match came out good that that it would go through. But I definitely don't think we're seeing uh, a match like we saw like at Forbidden Door two. Well, I, I agree with Chris. Like you are going to put both together. Is it going to be good? Probably. But it's probably not going to be on the level that we saw. And, again, bringing us back to kind of that first question. Like, if I'm at an 80,000, you know, you know, stadium, the crowd's going to go nuts for Osprey, And they're probably going to riot if he loses. Let's be for real. Like, English fans are fucking crazy. But I think at the end of the day when we go through, I think we're still going to get a solid match out of it. Um... I think we're going to see a bunch of different spots that are going to come in. Uh, my worry about Chris being in there is, is obviously in not being ageist, but it is his age. And um, when you're going against somebody that has uh, an energy tank like Osprey on him, it's going to be could be very quickly that Chris, you know, gases out, and that would be probably the worst case scenario to happen in that match if he gases out about seven or eight minutes in. And right now, when you're looking at the card, and we know how long. Tony likes his cards, So I'm assuming that the card that we're seeing right now is not a full card. We're already at eight matches. So the question is, he's definitely going to get at this point. If we were to run like a typical Tony Khan show, he's going to be around 20 to 30 minutes in this match. So it it will be interesting to see. uh, Hopefully we'll see some more stuff that kind of comes up uh, from the weekend with collision. And we're going to have a big week that leads up to Wembley, which will be great. So um, we'll, we'll get to that. Now, For another match that's kind of coming up, again, we're not going through every single one, but uh, a massive match that we've had with a lot of uh, a pretty kind of cool story that's starting to form, which originally started as um, Takeshita and Omega, is now basically turned into a trios match between the Elite and Bullet Club Gold. And I know that uh, our, our friend here, Chris, is a big fan of the Bang Bang Gang, and um, and of all the people that are going to be involved in that match. Um, so it should be an interesting one. So I, I would normally ask Chris this question to start, but I'm going to go with Josh. It's an interesting question. Very short, sweet to the point. Is this match going to be the match of the night? Because we got some great wrestlers in this match. We got a big case occasion with 80,000 people. And we got basically one group that's already over as probably the best faction in, in, in AEW. And we got one group that's on their way up. What do you think happens here? Is this the match of the night? Yes or no? Uh,
2: uh, yes and no. No if FTR Young Bucks goes off yes if it doesn't go off like i think that it could be the match of the night if the F- if ftr and the young bucks go off but if they if if ftr and the young bucks have the match that they can that's the match of the night for me but i think that this could be uh equal or uh could steal the night uh if, if for some reason something goes wrong with the, the ftr match but uh yeah, I think that it, it definitely can. I just find that like a trios match makes it difficult to have the match of the night because there's a lot of chaos in trio ma- trios matches. So, you know, like it, although it's going to have those super high spots, you know, having that one extra guy sometimes brings the match down and it doesn't give every every player the spots that they need to create that super high, you know, high star match. So I think that, you know, the, the tag match would likely be the highest, highest, rated match and the best match of the night but you know this would be a close second if everybody comes through
0: yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting scenario when you're kind of going through it. Um, there's just so much storyline in this match. It's unbelievable. Like I said, we talked about Takesha and Omega. But, you know, there's uh, it's interesting when you talk about the, the past in NJPW that Abushi has had with Jay White. Um, and you're kind of looking at the people that are kind of left over. Like Takesha's really trying to make a name for himself. Jay White's on the precipice of really being one of the best leaders, I think, in Bullet Club all time. Probably going over, in my opinion, and this is arguable by any means, probably going over Finn uh, or Prince Devitt at that point, and probably going over AJ to probably be one of the top leaders um, for Bullet Club by really doing this own formation in AEW. So it's really interesting with, with um, you know, you're looking at Jay and Juice, and you look at the guns, and you look at Bullet Club Gold as a whole, Chris – Um, do you really seem that this is going to be the match that really elevates them into that upper faction status in AEW? Because right now, the factions that we've really seen have really been the elite. It's really been Blackpool Combat Club. Does this match allow them, even with having the guns on the side and not part of it, up that, that elevator, so to speak, of having potentially one of the best factions in AEW, and that being said, on national television?
1: Yeah, I think it, uh, there's some history too. Did Jay White not take over from Omega? Uh
0: no, yeah, I believe he did. Jay White did take over from Omega. That's another part of the storyline as well. Because Omega took over from yeah. Styles, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, Jay White did take over from uh, from Kenny.
1: So there's some cool history for all for all the people who've been kind of on, on the Bullet Club scene, on the NJPW scene. Um there's some history there where uh have we ever had two people from the two leaders from the bullet club ever actually wrestle before? Oh man. Or or previous leaders.
0: That's a tough like I, I we'd have to go back over that, but I think like um I'm not I'm not hundred percent. Not to sure. my
1: recollection.
0: No. Um I think like you, you styles like the only other the only ones that I can think of are Styles and Balor. That's it. But they were never like but yeah, they would, like and that was in WWE, right? Like those would be the only two that I would say they were the they would have been the first that <clears throat> fought.
1: Yeah, but there's there's like no history but right? WWE just kinda kinda closed the book on that. So this is this is kinda this is kinda interesting, especially with what you're saying, uh as Jay White being one of the better one of the better leaders, you kind of have the two best leaders going at it. Um so yeah, there's a lot of cool story for me here. Um I, I like that kind of stuff and to me like they may not put it in the storyline but to me it's still there, right? Um so yeah, I think uh I think this could push uh push Bullet Club a little bit further up uh further up the totem pole in AEW and I mean Bullet Club was a was a huge thing for years, for years. So uh you'd see everybody in WWE having Bullet Club shirts. So I don't know, it'd be nice to It'd be nice to have some relevancy with the Bullet Club come back, especially stateside, because it's never been huge stateside. Like where it, it's never been where it's lived, you know what I mean? Well, you it's know, the, funny, the funniest in, part
0: in, is uh, when you look at where it was the biggest, it was the biggest in ROH, right? And so when you're looking at it for from the, the whole perspective, it was massive in ROH because uh, you were talking about the days with, uh, you know, Marty Scurll. Um, Adam Cole, and then you had the Cody Rhodes thing coming in, and that's where really that disbanding really started, really came from the ROH and JPW situation. Um, I think looking at it, I think like Jay White's been a, um, a stud for AEW, and he's done it like pretty silently. I think having that match, that two out of three falls match with FTR, um, really solidified him and really put him on his way up. And I mean, you know what? It's just, it's it's been kind of one of these things where he's an international superstar. You come into AEW, a lot of people might not have known who he was. The people that watch AEW probably do. But I don't think a lot of people nationally know about Jay White. Like, if you were a WWE fan who predominantly watched WWE and tuned into AEW, you probably might not know who Jay White was. But I think silently, he's turning into one of the best performers on 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 any of the shows. Um, WWE, um, ROH or um, AEW as, like, just basically this All-Star that really keeps putting out these good performances, good performances on the mic, you know, solid promos, solid in the ring, and just really, really doing a good job in whatever with whatever he's been given. So um, I think this match is going to be an absolute banger. Um, I kind of agree with your statement, Josh. I think if the tag match lives out, I think because it's a title match and because it is FTR and the Bucks 3, like, that's going to be... I think that'll be the match of the night. Um, But this one could really do some damage like this one could really be a good one if this especially kind of turns into I, I love what the trios is when it gets disjointed and kind of turns into this tornado tag match when it starts doing that that's when we're going to start seeing some of the best wrestling of the night and it's going to be chain it's going to be in the air and it's going to be fucking amazing so I'm looking forward to it I think it's going to be a great one now it's going to bring us to basically we're going to have two more matches we're going to talk about um, we'll hit up uh, the rest of the card uh, really quickly, um, and then basically we'll uh, we'll we'll kind of finish up what we're going to be doing for the podcast. But what we're going to be talking about right now is the women's four way match for the AEW Women's Championship. Um, you know going into England, there's so many kind of storylines kind of coming in here. There was a little bit of a mini tournament to try and get in. People had to win to get in. Um, But, I mean, lots of kind of storyline here, too. When you're kind of looking at Soraya, you know, Soraya comes from England, has wrestled in Europe for many, many years before she went into WWE and was there. Britt, you know, Britt Baker's in this match. She's, you know, she's not had the title for a while. Now she's actually pressing for this title and uh, has had a lot of story with the Outcasts. Um, you know, it's it's funny about Tony Storm when you look at Tony Storm in this situation. You know, basically, you know, comes from I believe Australia has English citizenship and wants to denounce her English citizen citizenship from what she's talked about. Um, and then finally, you know, having the, the title holder as Sheeta um, going into I think the match when a lot of people thought it was going to be Tony, right? Um, so the big one is here, guys, with this four way with this four way matching going through. Josh, when you're kind of looking at the people that are in the match, so when you're looking at Soraya, you're looking at Tony Storm, you're looking at Sheeta as the champion, and Britt, who is going to go over here, and who do you think is going to be the face of the AEW's women's championship moving forward?
2: Oh, uh, I think it's really hard to say. I, I actually don't see any of these four women being the champion right now. Not because I like I think that Britt Baker could be the one that holds it because she's you know could be the face of the company, but she's kind of held that role already um i'm kind of disappointed they don't have uh other women on this in this match you know like a chris satlander i know that this is for a different title but like i would have been more interested in seeing that type of match instead of this this one i think it might be a a cheap way to get the title off of Sheeta, and you know having it going to go to like a brit baker i hope it doesn't go on Saraya. i'm really not keen on her wrestling right now i'd be happy with tony storm as well you know you can kind of see that her storyline's changing it a little bit so i don't think that she's going to win just based on the fact that her storyline's kind of going into like the sob story, like, look what I lost kind of thing. So it's just not playing like she's going to win. I just, so I think it's going to go to Britt Baker um, only uh, because I, I actually don't see the other three winning. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd be interested. I'm interested to see. This will be the surprise of the night for me. I think
0: this is like if we were betting people, which we are, I think it would be one of those things that if you were to try and pick a winner in this match, this would definitely be the hardest one to pick. Now, Chris, before we get into our next question, I'm kind of interested. Since this is such a hard decision, who would you pick to go over here? Do you agree with Josh and say it's Britt? Or do you think you stay the course with Sheeta because she's like the first ever AEW champion? Or do you go with one of the outcasts to go with the previous champion? Or do you go with Soraya to get the 80000 plus home... You know, whatever it is, like ruckus, like the the big the big ovation for her winning.
1: Uh, yeah, I hope it does. I mean, Saraya's going to have to get carried in the match, so I, I hope she's not she's not the one who who leaves the championship. I mean, that would be. Yeah, just she doesn't wrestle enough, and and what she does do in the ring is not. She's nowhere near she was when she, at, at her prime. So, um, I mean. I, I don't want to see that. It's hard to argue. So I'm just looking at the card again. It's hard to argue that. I don't know. I. It, it is a, it, like you're right. It, it would be a pickem, right? It, no matter who you go with, you're not going to be super confident that you have the right pick. Um, you could keep it on Sheeta and then have a one-on-one match like with somebody who's in this four-way match, and then build it over the week. Do, there's all these possibilities now with all out the next week. When you think about it, like there's so many things you actually can do.
2: Yeah,
1: um, it's it's hard to it's hard to go against Britt Baker in this one because she's she's been on the sidelines for a while. Like she's her, she was the face and she's she's been she's been a company company person there. She's been in storylines even when she's injured. She's been on TV. So maybe this is a good chance to get. Her back up and running give her some momentum
0: yeah I think I'd have to agree I think when you look at a lot when it comes to Brit I think the tougher sell here is is that you have an English person in this match which makes it a tough sell and that's what makes it really hard to go over I think if Soraya wasn't in this match and it was somebody else I think it becomes very clear that Brit wins this match but um, I think with Soraya in it and with Tony Storm in it and and let's face it like I I, I was I've been really impressed with Tony Storm's championship run I was a lot better than I thought it was going to be um, especially when you kind of looked at Tony Storm in WWE, never really got a shot. Um, you know, went to the main roster. Um, she, had, she, you know, she's a great-looking girl. Um, can do a lot of great things in the ring. Uh, but I was really impressed with how she kind of took the reins of, you know, originally being that interim champion and then being that actual champion, and how she kind of used that. And I'm actually really looking forward to what her her next kind of progression with her character seems like. This kind of like. This woe is me, um, 1960s, like hoity toity, like high end actress. Like, you can't, like, you can't, like, Karen, like, you can't do that to me. Like, this is, they're all against me. And it's just, like, kind of wearing the robe that she's wearing in the kimonos. So it's kind of playing that old, like, pin up, that old 1960s pin up girl, right? Like, which is kind of a, a, a really cool way to go with the character because I don't think it's really been done before. It's very unique. So. Is she the face of the company? Not right now. Can she be? I think she's a lot in my eyes, she has a lot better chance of being the face of the company at some point in the future now when I thought maybe a couple months ago she wouldn't have had a shot at all. So with that I think Britt does go over. I think gives a chance to to go with it. I think and what happens at all out is I don't even think we'll see this title. Um, go at all out. I think Josh is going to get his wish and and I think us too. We're going to see Statlander uh, have a match probably at all out uh, that'll be on that pay-per-view and um, let's just face it, we're all waiting for the return of Jade Cargo. That's that's the reality of what's happening with that belt. Jade's, Jade's coming back hungry for her belt. <laughs> so, um, my last question for this, just with this match, Chris, is that if you're going through it and you guys can vote, we, we talk about some of the matches when they get boring on the card as that they're smoke break matches um, the question is in this scenario, when you're looking at this, um, will this match be a smoke break match or will it be a banger? And is it going to compare or be better or worse than the match that, um, with that trio, with the, uh, the three way that we saw at SummerSlam with, uh, Flair, Bianca Belair, and with, uh, Oscar, Chris, what are your thoughts?
1: I, I don't think it's going to live up to that, uh, to that three way. I think that's, uh, going to be better. Um, I don't know. They just, it seems like they don't put as much. It seems like they get lazy with their women's division, even the matches. So like we're going to see, it's going to be kind of a cookie cutter match. And then with a spot here or there, which they may not have worked on them enough with. So we might see it progress slowly. We might see a botch. Um, I, I assume Sarai is going to botch at least one move. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, I'm still interested to see how it goes out because, like I like I said, we really don't. We all think uh, Baker's going to take it, but we we don't. None of us are really sure. So might uh, might save me from a smoke break just from the intrigue of the match.
0: Interesting, Josh. I just have one simple question for you: Would this match have been better as a ladder match?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that what about elimination chamber? Something you know, a little hardcore. Get some blood um i i just i agree with everything chris said um i think that you know this four-way match is a way to get four women on the on the card without having two matches with women in them and so it's a lazy booking you know like this is the story's not there and you know it's just it's just a way to like say like well you know you know we're doing our best with the women's division and you know this is what we did and we're getting you know all your favorites on the card and I don't know. It's. Uh, I think the match can be. It could be okay. I. But I. I agree that it's. It's definitely probably going to be one of the worst of the night because they're just not promoting that. They're not promoting the women the way they should. There's definitely going to be a spot where all four of them are in the corner and there's like a double suit, double suplex with a power bomb, and you know. Uh, it's. It's gonna. It's gonna happen, and it'll happen at least once. I mean, they might fuck it up, but it's gonna happen. I. I bet you it will be uh Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker with uh Tony Storm doing the powerbomb and Soraya going over the the top that's who it's gonna be wow
0: <laughs> Josh is calling this match down down the middle I like it so but yeah it, it, it's gonna be a good one I really hope so I mean you know we've been talking about women's wrestling I was actually funny story I was talking to my mom about women's wrestling actually this week and how you know they don't really get necessarily get enough time there's not enough time on it and how we we'd love it if there was uh, kind of a uh, Josh was talking about, the, the physicality that you like to see, and I said if they were just more physical in a lot of cases and like hit each other a little bit harder, I think they'd, they'd win, a, win over a lot more fans, right? So I think at that, when they go through, I really just want to see something that's believable, that looks good. It's going to be hard with Soraya's neck um, and her not being in the ring as much and yeah, Krista probably will be a botch and I think it probably will come from her, right? Especially with not having the repetitions being in the ring like that. But um, hopefully it ends up being a good one. I'm, I'm really hoping that it does uh, end up being a banger of some sorts when we kind of go through it. Now, we're going to come to the main event. Now, Cole and MJF, if you've listened to this podcast, we've talked about outcomes last week. We've talked about almost this whole match. But there's no way that we're going into Wembley and not talking about this. But what I've kind of done here is we're kind of going to kind of take it in a little bit of a different direction with a couple of the topics. So um, if you do want to hear our thoughts on the outcomes of this match and, and really about Cole and, and uh, MJF, um, like I said, please listen to episodes. Uh, probably it'll be 11 to 9, 10, and 11. They should be on there. Um, but to start this one off, we're looking. Um, we have discussed a lot of those outcomes. But, Chris, when you look at the ROH tag titles in the Zero Hour, right now they're listed as they're the only match listed on the Zero Hour for the event. Now, does this end up being a really long match? And do they end up taking the titles here to really move the storyline to closer to the end of the night? What do you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd like it. I'd like them to win the titles. Um, gives them a week where they'll. So, okay. This is kind of contrived and, and, uh, and, and, and like I have a long story here. But um, what I think is I think they should give them the titles. Um, they should give them the titles they should go do their main event and then this will set up um, this will set up next week with you uh, can make the main event match either really close or have somebody have somebody come in and, and you know do the run in and, and have it have it super not clean and then with them having the tag titles the next week you can force them on ROH or on Dynamite to defend the tag titles then you can have them wrestle again on on all out. So, I mean, if you want to take the belt off MJF, you could have him, which I don't think they do. But uh, I mean, it would be an interesting thing to see him get the the cheating win with somebody. Uh, like, what if Roderick Storm turns on turns on Adam Cole, and then uh, the then you do they have to defend the tag titles that week, obviously in turmoil, and then basically in all out, you can have them you can have them rematch.
0: I'm so fucking excited for this match because there's so many things that can happen, and I'm just waiting to see. Like it's like it's just like kind of like I always say that human beings take a lot of pride in just being right all the time. It's like the internet. It's like everybody's out there to make sure that their opinion matters and that everybody has to be right all the time. But when you get to be 40 years old, you fucking don't care about that anymore. <laughs> I just want to see what happens, and I think one of the crazy things here is that again, you you mentioned it, Chris. You know, you look at. Roderick Strong and the OG and and the original, the OG kingdom, right? So basically Taven and Bennett, and they're still in this storyline. Now, Josh, that's my question for you with those guys there and seeing what's happened with Roddy, Roddy wearing the neck brace and, you know, having Taven and Bennett, I know that you're not exposed to them as much. What do you think, what role do you think they will have to play in that pay-per-view? Because let's face it, if you we've we've all been to an ROH event like this could be a situation where Roderick Strong Matt Taven and, and Mike Bennett after pretty much being you know not on a big stage at any point could be on the biggest stage of their career in the main event trying to tackle this do you, do you think that they're involved in that and do you think that um something could really happen with them on this uh, that the thing that people will be talking about for years
2: uh, I don't think what they're gonna do, people are gonna be talking about for years because I don't think that Roderick, the story with Roderick Strong, is very strong. But I do think that they're gonna get involved with the tag match, potentially causing MJF and Adam Cole not to win the tag team titles, to leave the some kind of animosity in the in their world championship match. But it could be that that it it's the opposite, and I agree with Chris that if it it plays out like he says. That if they win the titles and then there's like a swerve in the championship match, then that would be interesting. What I think it could be is that it could be the swerve could be the opposite where it's like it's Roderick Strong's playing this. You know, Adam Cole's kind of been like, you know, using them as like puppets and kind of making it. They're going to they'll, they'll help Adam Cole win where we'll see Adam Cole swerve the opposite direction. MJF will be the, the face and Adam Cole will be the heel. So I think that's potentially what we see happen. Uh, in the in the main event, but I, I don't know. I, I'm actually not really keen on this champion, on this tag team championship match, and uh, I think it's kind of a waste of, you know, potentially better talent, not better talent, but different talent getting an opportunity to be on the card instead of having MJF and Adam Cole wrestle twice. You know, I'm just hoping that, you know, no one gets hurt, and then we lose out on the MJF-Adam Cole match. Yeah. And so, like, I imagine some shenanigans are going to happen in that tag team match, and then you're kind of wasting that story that they have as a tag, as a tag, you know, Matt.
0: Yeah. And Chris, I think that's what I'm trying to lean to. I think like, and and I honestly think I I kind of semi disagree with Josh in the sense that if, if, if the, if, if Adam Cole was looping those guys around all the way through and 80,000 people and he creates a new stable, because let's face it, there is no Undisputed error anymore. Like, you don't have Kyle O'Reilly anymore. Like, that's a person that's been out that could potentially get involved. I think the minute we see Kyle O'Reilly is the minute that we're going to see something <laughs> crazy happen. And you can see this, this brand new stable forming in front of us. And I think, like, that's a, a great way to get the title off MJF. And I think it's a great way to see how MJF is going to look, like, as a face chasing for a longer period of time because uh, I don't think if I think if Cole wins the title he's not gonna give the title up the next week it's gonna be a scenario where he's gonna have it for at least six months and um, I think you're gonna have mGF chasing I think mGF and Cole is not gonna be a one and done after Wendley I think this is gonna go on for a while and it's gonna be a money a money thing right so yeah it'll be really interesting I kind of I think it also gives guys like Bennett and Taven who have been insanely and even strong, very good, solid—like some of the best world performers—that actually give them the stage to actually work on, which would be uh, a big thing for them as well, to showcase their talents. Um, last, um, what we can do is—is is, uh, Josh, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to slice your salami now, or would you rather uh, talk about some five-star matches? Because I think uh, you'd like to slice your salami.
2: Oh, let's talk. No, I mean, if we have more to talk about, we talk about five-star matches, and then I can slice my one. I just got got a
0: quick little thing just to kind of go through with this, just quick fire. So if you guys have the card in front of you and you're looking at the card, what do you think will go down as a five-star Dave Meltzer match on this card when we look at it? I know we've talked about some of the matches, but there might be a match on there that might go a little bit different. So you can use the whole card. Do you think uh, there's another match other than what we've talked about that could be a five-star Meltzer match?
1: Not a match with Eddie Kingston in it.
0: <laughs> why? Why do you say that, Chris?
1: I, I just, I don't know. Eddie Kingston. It's it's weird. Like he's the NJPW he's so Strong Champion, and,
0: though.
1: Yeah. Well, I know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I. I mean, there's no way a stadium stampede match is a five. It's been match. done as a five star too, match. It's just too fucking. I'm not saying it I'm not saying but I'm not I'm saying this group of people are not making a five star match. Uh, There's I, just too I much agree, too but.
1: much to go wrong. It's too much to go wrong in a stampede, stampede stadium match like things are going to go wrong. Like a prop might not work properly like it's You're right. It's okay. Gonna okay. I'm going to change
0: be- this up a little bit. I fucked up the original version of Quickfire. I apologize to everybody out there. I said it's stupid. It's my fault. Let's change this up. Quickfire. Josh who are the mystery partners for BCC and uh, against the best friends Cassidy, Eddie Kingston, Chris's favorite, and the Lucha Brothers? Who would who would be a good guess for that?
2: I haven't. Uh oh, this is I have no idea to be honest with you. Um, Will Hobbs and uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, his uh, his mentor, QT Marshall. I, I really have no idea who they're gonna pick. I mean, it might be two. It, you know what? It could it could be just two Japanese dudes or two English dudes. I it, it seems it seems really weird. Jane, eh? so like
0: it seems like for mystery partners for that match, who would it be? Do you think, Chris? Who do you think it would be? Like, is this, has anybody heard any rumor about who the mystery partners could be?
1: I haven't, but there's three of them. Like, so I mean, like, it could be. Is it? Threat? I thought it was
0: two.
2: It's only two it's because Moxley, it's going to be Moxley, PCC, Wheeler,
0: Ude, right? and Claudio, right?
2: Yeah. So there will be two mystery Eddie, partners. Eddie Orange.
0: I'm hoping. I'm literally hoping it's lives. Nick Gage and his pizza cutter. Those should be. The, those should be the two no, others. It's,
1: it's six on six. Eddie Kingston, Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Beretta, Penta, Oh yeah. Ray. So it is. Okay. So six it is on three. three. You're right. Okay, you're right. My so apologies. I'm. I mean, this might be a good option to put in. If Black Cool Combat Club cuts a deal with uh with the House of Black.
2: Yeah, I was just yeah.
1: That'd be that'd that's, be a that's fucking a kind of, slaughter. That's kind of all I can think, and if I think about that, that's got some potential. It's got that's got some good potential there.
0: That seems to be like it's an extremely Billy one sided match.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man. Orange, yeah, I,
1: Orange Cassidy would take a beating.
0: According to Chris, who gets the win in this match? Eddie Kingston via back elbow, whatever Whatever that
2: backhanded slap is
0: back elbow, pass out, falls on top for the three. That's what's
2: happening in that match.
0: (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. it's.
2: John Moxley with stomps to Eddie Kingston for the yeah, win. John Moxley stomps. Yeah, for the Josh, week.
0: you know what? I'd probably be leaning towards just like like I, I'd probably say like they would be ties to somebody in like ROH, but somebody it has to be somebody that the crowd knows, right? Like so, I'd, I find it really it'd be really interesting to see who would go against the the faces, like who would be heel enough to go through and and get those guys right. So it'd be it'd be kind of uh, interesting to see if it was some people from NJPW that comes through. So, but. Josh, ching 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 ching. What slices your salami, my friend? What what topic do we have on the go for uh, this week's angle?
2: All right, tonight since we talked about AEW, this is going to be an AEW slices my salami. So you guys know what really slices my salami about AEW? What? Everyone has a goddamn title. Everybody. Everybody's walking in with the title. They're bringing people from ROH with four titles. I mean, Brian Cage has a title. Who doesn't have a title in AAW? Everybody's got a title. It's confusing. Stop it. If they're if they're not your promotion, <laughs> stop putting them on the on TV with a frickin' belt because uh, you're confusing your fans, fellas. And that is what slices. Josh, you know
0: it. my favorite part of that was when you're like, everybody's got a title, so stop it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Just> stop it. <laughs> it's. It, it, it's just like you know, like and then all of a sudden, why is Samoa Joe's title the smallest in the business? Like it looks like it's made from 1964. Oh, well,
0: it's the small, it's the smallest title on the biggest man. So that's the other thing that it looks like. And I'm kind of hoping that he gets on the show and that he comes out in his twisted metal outfit or something like that. That'd be pretty messed up and crazy if he did it. I'd love to see that.
1: He's good in it. Yeah, wasn't he's good in twisted wasn't metal? was not CM
2: Punk supposed to fight?
0: CM, CM Punk is going to fight Samoa Joe. Punk so Joe? Punk is going to fight happened. Joe. They're going to fight again, though. And that, it's, that, that was honestly rumored and slated for... Uh, it should be for All-In. That's a rumored match for All-In, which will be great if it happens. That that could be a, They'll a match will probably announce killer. it tomorrow. Yeah. We're, like we said, yeah, we're not there true. for All the Way of the Card. And again, for the people that are watching... This, pay, uh, this pay-per-view is going to be next week. We're actually uh, shooting on a Friday. So we're just trying to get as much in as we can. We'll, we'll probably uh, talk about some other stuff going into it next week. But we are going to get back to our WWE and everything like that next week as well. Um, gentlemen, is there anything you'd like to add before we uh, end the show?
2: Yeah, I uh, I was thinking. I know it kind of already said it. But I think that it's Jey Uso that's going to show up to the Black Football, Cool Football Combat Club. Jay Uso and Trinity is gonna show up she, and oh maybe Sasha yeah Sasha banks there you, Holy go. Right, there you go Mercedes that's the, that's the trio <laughs>
0: thats those are the mystery partners before we go yeah they, that's actually the trio right um, there actually read an article saying that uh, they're trying to space out the Jay and Jimmy feud But the, the 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 reason that they got Jay out was to write him off for a bit so that they can try and space out that feud but it looks like Jay and Jimmy are gonna feud for a while so that'll be something that we talk about next it, week
2: maybe it's Maybe Jay had a DUI again.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I think the only Too one behind soon. bars recently has been Cash Wheeler, so I think he's been the only one. But but go, that's yeah. uh, whatever. I, we're we're yeah. so Cash. We love you, man. We're big FTR fans. We hope that you actually uh, get through everything and that you uh, can get across the border. Um, uh, we really want to see that match real bad. So um, here's hoping. Uh, I don't think you listen to our podcast, but I'm just throwing it out there anyways for Episode 12. But with that being said... Gentlemen, wherever you are in the world tonight, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We bid you all adieu. Bang!